That is a thing for me, though, too. Whenever, like, a, uh, I am watching a cover band at, like, uh-huh. a place, and they I, they do a song I like. Yeah. And I get excited, and I want to, like, sing along with it, and then yeah. they, like, fuck it up, or, like, they skip some parts. I do get pissed. <laughs> you just take money out of my tip jar. <laughs> yeah. To give me this. Give me this. Yeah. Wasted my time. <laughs> just dropping an invoice in. They think I'm like dropping an envelope of money, but it's like an IOU. Venmo or charge. No, UOI. <laughs> UOI. <laughs> Dude, I lost money at my last game. I played so many songs wrong, I lost money. <laughs> yeah, the crowd started booing like it was Guitar Hero. <laughs> Yeah, I had to pay the the bar. <laughs> <laughs> I could not make a living like this. <laughs> Live from the studio, I'm Jimmy Seleski. I'm Eric Glazer. And, Hot uh, off of our feature in the Baltimore Voice. Oh, yeah, Voyage, dude. I, I totally forgot to write that in my very professional uh, loose leaf notes here. Mm-hmm. But yeah, dude, that's an interesting... Um, yeah, dude, because technically you're a published author now. That is something I discussed... <laughs> <Do> you- <laughs> I wrote, wrote our, article. our article pretty much. <laughs> I literally did all the work. Yeah. <laughs> I was like thinking about it. I was like, people were like, that's a great article. I'm like, thanks. I wrote that. <laughs> 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 like, what exactly did they do <laughs> now that I think about it? I guess they gave us the questions to answer. Yeah, they gave us the questions. And then, so what happens is they gave us the questionnaire, which you saw and. It was way more involved than we thought it was going to be, because mm-hmm. um, we thought we were just going to finish a podcast and then like sit here for 15 <laughs> like, minutes and just be like, yeah. blah, 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 blah. it wound up taking up like a lot of my day for a couple days. Dude, but like, yeah, I can imagine. I was under the impression that it was going to be a situation where um, they were like basically just kind of like scatter bombing different people that do stuff around Baltimore with like a questionnaire, and if they found the people to be interesting based off their story that it would evolve into like a real story they would like hit us up for more questions and like maybe do a real interview yeah and um so i typed that typed it out with that assumption so like when they sent me the mock-up draft they're like hey we're about to publish what you wrote and i'm like what oh shit (laughs) like so many of the questions that they wrote like I ended with like, can't wait to share more with you. <laughs> it's like every, <laughs> and like the other thing they did, they kind of like hoodwinked. It was like not on purpose, obviously, but like the way the questions were worded in the questionnaire were different than the way that they were worded in the published version. Mm-hmm. So like a lot of the ways that I answered the questions didn't make sense with the way that they phrased the questions in the new one. Like one of them was like have you ever encountered any challenges along your way? And I, like being a dick, I was like, no, no, not a single obstacle ever. (laughs) Everything has gone perfectly according to plan. And then then they like worded it completely different to the point where I was like, my response doesn't make sense now. So I just emailed them back. I was like, I just need you to delete that whole question. Just take that out of the freaking interview. I don't know why I said freaking right there. Freaking. Now that yeah, we're published, we're PG-13. Yeah. Voyage Baltimore is listening now. Yeah, of course. Published. I, th- I wanted to invite him on the podcast because I was like, I know you want me to <laughs> write. It's just like a massive like pyramid scheme to like have like crowdsource basically a news website and yeah. then put ads on it and get free money. They definitely did. Um, In the last email they sent, they were like... Uh, Hey, by the way, if you want like a published printout of this article, we're like 
you can get it for like x dollars and like <laughs> three for five or something like that and i was like wait a second <laughs> wait a, sec. a printout of the article yeah uh, i don't i can't we just print it <laughs> what are they gonna do <laughs> what are they, they gonna... the tiniest magazine on earth <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i saw that and i was like you know i thought about it i was like maybe it is some type of like thing where like they just hit people up and they were like, hey, we need you to finish this in the next like five to seven days or whatever. I was like, okay, blah, blah, blah. And at the end, like, I'm like corresponding with them, thinking, like, oh, my bad, dude, it's taking longer than I thought. Like, I'll get it to you tomorrow. And then at the end, they're just Some like, robot, probably. All right, we just hit up a billion people per day <laughs> and just tell them to write an article about themselves. And then we publish it. And then we sell them <laughs> a printout of the article they just wrote about themselves. <laughs> but (laughs) but at the end of the day who gives a fuck because as far just like our manscaped endorsement Mm -hmm. who gives a fuck it looks cool yeah and it seems legit dude if i almost think it's legit people that don't know (laughs) they definitely (laughs) think it's legit you know and that's what, what alex was saying he was saying something like you only need like um i think it's three publications to apply to be verified Mm. on instagram which i was like dude that's first of all it's not a lot second of all i'm personally one away from that yeah cuz i did the the, mon- the news the news i did the morning maryland thing 2 years ago mm-hmm. and then this i mean if i get one more fake pyramid scheme, scheme <laughs> fucking article <laughs> I'm, get I'm getting the blue check which would be hilarious <laughs> <laughs> i cannot think being verified with like 300 followers <laughs> i was actually thinking that while you were trying to rid my computer of the search baron <laughs> the search baron, the search baron. fucking hold up in your fucking computer proved to be harder than than i think you thought dude you know it's, oh yeah the baron is feisty the baron is he's not leaving my computer i have to pay him my toll <laughs> I'm part of his fucking fiefdom now. How do you think he became a baron? Yeah, exactly. He didn't get a he didn't become a baron by getting fucking cleaned out of people's computers, I tell you that much. But, you know, like you know, he hasn't done anything to steal anything from me, from me. But uh yeah, dude, I just think it would be hilarious. I was thinking about that while you were trying to do that and just thinking like would people perceive me different? Like cuz I know how like bullshit if you had a blue check. Not people that know me, but uh-huh. I do feel like it would be such a power play, like if I for hitting up gigs and stuff. Oh, probably. Like, like cause a lot of people like they do booking through their Instagram. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people who run the social media for their particular bar or venue also do the booking for that place. So like yeah, yeah. a lot of those places are like DM for booking inquiries. You got a blue check. I mean, I'm in. You know what I mean? Like so. I kind of do need another fake article. <laughs> and I've already proven I'm capable of doing it myself. <laughs> yeah, just make one of them for sophomore. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, just so, do that. That'll be unreal. But that yeah, I, so funny. that was the first thing I shared on Facebook in like three months and 80 likes. Good, because I thought I was shadow banned. That's been my there excuse for everything. I thought <laughs> that this podcast has been shot shadow man. Every time I make a post on the page and it gets like 26 likes, I'm like, big tech. Yeah. Big tech. Yeah, sucked. Meanwhile, like 
ninety percent of our followers are inactive. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. does not help. <laughs> <laughs> we can't thrive just off the Ocean City vote anymore, dude. I know. Unfortunately, but it does kind of. We talked about that before, but it does kind of like uh, getting a lot of likes on a post is bittersweet because you realize how many people are seeing your shit and not liking it the vast majority of the time. Mm-hmm. Like when I get eighty, well, like when we get like hundred and fifty likes on like a podcast post. But our average is like 19. I'm like, dude, where the fuck are you guys at half the time? Mm-hmm. Like, where are you at? You know? But whatever, dude. Whatever, dude. We're going to get this blue check. I think just little things like that. It's a lot of, um, it's a lot of, uh, it's a lot of, you know, not fake it till you make it. But a lot of shit is already fake. Mm-hmm. Like, the blue check is kind of fake. Not saying everybody with a blue check doesn't deserve it, but a lot of people with blue checks don't deserve it. Yeah. You know, I personally know people with blue checks that I'm like, you got a blue check? Speaking of that... Yeah, you're going to become one of those people. I'm about... <laughs> dude, I will be the post... If I become blue checked, yeah. I will be undeniably the worst person with a blue check. Yes. <laughs> and it'd be so good. <laughs> it would be so funny. Speaking of uh, blue check people... Especially if they made you do it on your personal account. That would be... Well, I guess if we got it on the podcast, that would be the best. Yeah. You know? Can't help but notice that as soon as we got that article release, people were hitting us up for to come on the podcast. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I'm sitting there. Wow. I, I think for like one hour, it got to my head this week. I think there was like <laughs> one hour where like... Because I've been, you know, it doesn't help that I've been waking up like super early this week, mm-hmm. like 8.39, which is like, well, daylight savings times help big time. Okay, you know, true. Which, by the way, yeah. my favorite fact, I have to state this every year, my favorite fact is that this is not daylight savings time, this is regular time. What is daylight savings time is hour forward. Summer is fake time. When you're sitting there and the sun goes down at 8.30 p.m., that's fake. Yeah. When you're sitting in, the, in November and the sun goes down at 5.00, that's real. You don't hate daylight savings. You hate time. You hate regular time. <laughs> but I love it because now... Oh, yeah, no. I feel like I never... My body never gets used to daylight saving time. Mm-hmm. And then once it's regular time again, I thrive. Oh, yeah. And and like people people complain about, um, you know... I, I obviously don't like... I, I'm not going to lie. I kind of low-key like... Low-key, I'm Gen Z now. Low I'm blue check now. Um... I kind of like like the first two weeks of when it goes back to winter time, because yeah, I don't like know. Right now, it's nice when it gets dark that early for the first two weeks before the depression sets in. It's kind of kind of brings you into winter mode, you know. Like I, yeah. all of a sudden, like it happens right after Halloween. Halloween's like the last hurrah of like, oh, you can still go outside in like not a parka, mm-hmm. you know. And then that hits, and then all of a sudden, suddenly, I'm like, I could, I could kind of get into Christmas a little bit. Like, give me a couple of weeks, but I could get into it, you know. Yeah. But just blazing past Thanksgiving. Yeah, well, you ungrateful bitch. I, Thanksgiving, <laughs> Thanksgiving is my second favorite holiday, or third. I don't fucking know. Third, yeah. Black Friday is your second. Favorite yeah, holiday. <laughs> Black Friday, Thanksgiving <laughs> Eve, all three back to back to back. But um, people don't give enough credit to the one upside besides that minor upside I just listed, which is for that weekend that daylight savings times occur, occurs or gets unoccurred, you do get an extra hour for your weekend. Yeah. And it hits in the middle of the night. Like it hit, 
it hits at 2 a.m. that night, right? Yeah, yeah. So, like, if you're unlucky enough to be playing at a bar on that Saturday night, you got to play an extra hour. Mm-hmm. And I remember I drunkenly, accidentally, uh, one uh, my friend was playing, and I was like, so what are you doing about the extra hour? And a manager overheard me. He was like, oh, yeah, you do have to play an extra hour. And I was like, <laughs> oh, dude, my bad. <laughs> my bad. But I woke, I woke up that Sunday morning at 10. And I was like, oh, dude, fuck yeah. Because I'm looking at my alarm clock, mm-hmm. which is not automatically reset. I'm the one person in the world that still uses an alarm clock and not just their phone. Um, so I have my same alarm clock I've had since sixth grade that I bought myself. It was like a big purchase for me. When I was 11, I was like, I'm getting myself an alarm clock, baby. Yeah, I got to wake up for stuff. Getting the nicest alarm <laughs> clock that Target has to offer. And it was still nice. And dude, it's still working. Yeah. It's a little fast. I got to like reset it every month, but who gives a shit? So my alarm clock is saying 10 a.m. when I wake up that Sunday and I'm like, okay, I could get out of bed right now and like start like a successful Sunday, get some mm-hmm. coffee, whatever. And then instead, I just like jerked off and fell back asleep. <laughs> Woke up at what my clock said was at 11, and, and then I felt like a failure. I was like, dude, I blew it. I yeah. blew it. And then I look at my phone. It's still 10 a.m. It was a free hour. Yeah. That was a free jerk off free and nap. nap, and nap. Yeah. That's so, easy. <laughs> that's easy, dude. You don't get that in the summer. You lose that in the summer. You wake up mm-hmm. at 10 a.m. and you jerk off and fall asleep. You wake up at 1 p.m. Your day is ruined. Yeah, it's over. <laughs> yeah, man. But... uh Coming off of the, speaking of uh, publications and news, we had a big photo shoot last, was that already last weekend? Last Saturday, yeah. Last Saturday. That was, uh, that was interesting. That I, was. <laughs> it was for the news, Yeah, technically. I guess, you know, it's not like a surprise or anything. We're going to be blasting. We got a new song. My sophomore uh, has a new song coming out. My sophomore. My sophomore. My sophomore <laughs> has a new song coming out. <laughs> um, it's coming out on November 26th, Friday, November 26th. That's a day after Thanksgiving. Um, and uh, we uh, conscripted your boy Eric Glazer to do the photo shoot, um, which in my mind... You know, it's the song is called The News. Mm-hmm. Um, we already released the first promo post for it, which is like kind of a newspaper thing. And I made that specifically to be like weird. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Follow at sophomore MD. That's the band's Instagram page to know I what the fuck I'm talking about. made it weird on purpose. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I made the newspaper all lyrics from I the song. I wasn't in a rush, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and so we kind of going along with that theme, and we had this big idea for the photo shoot that we were going to do like a... Um, like a newscast, like a mock newscast. Mm -hmm. And I had an even bigger idea that I was going to be the anchor woman. And I don't know why, but I really did, for some reason, think I was going to be hot. (laughs) (laughs) You just thought if you put a wig on and wore like a dress, you'd be like, yeah, I'm going to be a smoke show. I thought I'd be hot. I really did. I remember like putting the wig on. Yeah, but also like you didn't shave. So you had like... (laughs) Five o'clock shadow. Yeah. And I did that on purpose. I did tell the band, I was like, I'm going to perfectly time my facial hair, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I mean, getting prepared for it was a hassle. You wouldn't believe how difficult it is because we did this photo shoot, I guess it was the sixth. Um, and I was shopping around trying to find a wig, um, you know, that whole week leading up to it. Right after Halloween, dude, you can't find a wig anywhere. 
I was unaware that wigs are only sold during Halloween. I went to probably five or six stores. I think they're sold all year long, but like everyone buys a wig for Halloween. Mm -hmm. So they're just, everyone's out. First of all, Halloween stores don't even have shit before Halloween. <laughs> like, you're, if you don't go on like well, October it's still like 1st, an abandoned like staples before Halloween. Mm-hmm. And then Spirit comes in. Dude, that is a great business model, by the way. I was thinking that all the way leading up to Halloween is how great of a business model Spirit Halloween is risk free. Yeah, you only need to be open for, let's say, two months. Yeah, and you probably make a killing during that two months, mm-hmm. you know? I wonder if there's like equivalents. Like, does that company. Spirit Halloween, they must have like other offshoots and shit like that too. There's no way that they just do that and just make enough money for the year. Or they might. They might. They might be that good. I mean, it's great. It's kind of like predatory a little bit. They just wait for like poor stores to close down. Like the one in town. There's two. There's Halloween City uh, and Spirit Halloween in the same shopping center. And uh, dude, I tell you what, what store sucks is Party City. That's the worst store ever. Yeah. I don't even know what they're for. I kind of go in there just to like steal. Like they have like the bulk candy. <laughs> to steal. <laughs> I just go in there to steal. It's a party. <laughs> I just, for like a place called Party City, Party City is a depressing place to be in. It's very depressing. It's like very hospitally. Mm-hmm. And then they just have like all the fucking shittiest costumes, the weirdest decorations. Yeah. And then like some birthday stuff. Mm-hmm. And then like prank gifts. To give, like, your old friends. Yep. And nothing you Here's need. Here's a card with a diaper. You're turning 50. <laughs> and in Towson, it's, like, the in the most depressing p- shopping center in Towson. Yeah. That shopping center, every time I go in that shopping center, my, my mood just drops one point on well, the Well, the one place is, like, a, a, it just says Deli. Robbie's Deli. And it's been there forever, but I've never seen it open. So I feel like I don't it's got to be, been like, open front. Since we've been alive. I've never once been to that place yeah and i've lived there for almost 30 years i've never been there once but they had nothing dude and i went there two days after halloween trying to find a blonde wig trying to find blah 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 blah. walked around luckily thank god Liv was going to be that chick from pulp fiction so Mm -hmm. she had that wig and it worked out and then i went to goodwill trying on goodwill a lot of stores are still doing you can't use the dressing room Ooh. For COVID, which I don't understand that really. I was like, can I try the because I'm already on edge as it is in goodwill. Because yeah, I'm going in the woman's section. I'm, yeah, I'm in the woman's section, you know, and I'm trying on blouses and they won't I asked one, I was like, I know they're closed, but like, can I please use a fitting room? And I'm standing there with like 16 fucking blouses and shit. <laughs> <laughs> and they wouldn't let Go me. Go ahead, honey. <laughs> so now I'm hidden away in a corner, like trying to be out of sight from people with like my shirt off <laughs> trying on all these dresses oh my god and then like a lot of them are too tight so i had to like pull them <laughs> up instead of over and like one time i pulled one down and it like pulled off my pants and now i'm like fucking naked in goodwill it was brutal dude i just wanted to use the oh fitting my god. <laughs> and of course none of them were what i was looking for again i thought i was supposed to be hot and every time i tr- tried on a dress or a blouse i was like why am I not beautiful? <laughs> I thought you had it in the bag. <laughs> so finally I go to Walmart and um, I go into their section, obviously a way bigger selection. And I pick up this blouse that was originally $14.99. It's a nice pink top, beautiful pink top. And uh, it said clearance, five bucks. And I pick it up 
and I, I'm trying to skirt past this one, the dressing room monitor, the fitting room monitor. She's just mm-hmm. sitting there talking about her day, and I'm like, I really don't want to get involved with this because I'm already like embarrassed a little bit. It's the morning of the photo shoot. I'm trying to get in and out, and I walk past. She's like, "Excuse me, excuse me, I need to, I need to see that before you go in." And I'm like, "Oh," and I walk back up, and she's like, and I show her the shirt, and she's like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, all right, just let me, just let me try this on, man. You're just like, this is awakening something in me. <laughs> I, and I, I wanted to explain it to her. I wanted to be like, no, it's for a photo shoot, man. Don't get the wrong idea. But instead I was like, you know, I think it'd be funny if I just left it. I think I should just leave it. And so I did. And then I go up to the register. Turns out it was $1. Holy shit. One dollar, dude. What a steal. I got it, and I thought about donating it to Goodwill, and then I was like, dude, if I donated to Goodwill, they'd sell it for more than that. Yeah. Like, they would sell it for, like, probably eight bucks. So, I guess I'll just keep it. (laughs) 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 I don't want some other woman to get ripped off. So, I'm doing her a favor by keeping this double XL pink Walmart blouse. Yeah, and just trying it on every once in a while. When would be Dom's great. Dom's not in the apartment. <laughs> what would be great is if I, <laughs> if I tried to return it to Walmart for one dollar, <laughs> and they're just like, "Dude, get the hell out of here!" <laughs> just kind of like leave it at Party City the next time you steal a bunch of candy. <laughs> like this kind of balances it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I steal like seven Tootsie Rolls, like the mini kind that you get at like a yeah. grandmother's coffee jar. And uh, at 70 cents, I'm rocking from Party City once every 13 months. They're feeling it. They're feeling it. But um, we get to the photo shoot, and uh, I, dude, the, the way you set things up, first of all, was fucking sweet. And when we got those stills, I was like, dude, this legitimately looks like a newscast. The <laughs> base, compared to the drawing that you made before. Yeah. <laughs> We were sitting in here after the uh, our most recent episode was the the Power Hour Halloween Power Hour podcast, which mm-hmm. I think might be one of my favorite episodes we ever did. Yeah, was that great. was fucking fun. And um, you had I think you had just walked into a spider web with like yeah. three gigantic spiders on yeah. it, which I just barely evaded. And you come back in. And I'm like describing it to you. And I just remember at one point you were like, you were like, all right, I'm kind of doing a mock-up. And I didn't see it that night. Yeah. <laughs> and I just remember you like went out and like tried to throw up or did throw up or something. Yeah, no. That drawing made me throw up. <laughs> <laughs> when you tell John and I and Joe were laughing about that last night at band rehearsal because he was like, dude, he comes, he's like, yeah, I was, we did the power hour and then I just kept looking at the drawing and it made me throw up and you showed it to us the day of the shoot and it was like, yeah, it was a mess. It was like a really bad, um, remember Line Rider, that computer game? Yeah. It just looked like a really weird version of that. For sure. It was like... Yeah, it was very sketchy and a lot of like me just going over the same lines over and over again. Just trying not to throw up. Yeah. And I got to say, dude, the day of that shoot, once I had my outfit on, I don't know what it is. I really expected that because it's in hand and it's more of like a, you know, very open minded, very obviously like liberal kind of like progressive area, I would imagine I was surprised at how many people were confidently laughing at my outfit. <laughs> I really was like, I, I mean, 
not that I was offended. Not yeah. that like I I guess I would have been if I was being serious, of yeah. course. But, but also it's like you gotta under I feel like you had a very obvious wig on mm-hmm. and like you were walking around with people filming you and shit mm-hmm. and then like it was but near Halloween. So I feel like yeah, I don't know. But also we were like a bunch of the local like addicts hang out like near my office. Yes. So like it might have been some of that crew. And I wouldn't be surprised like if I was walking down the street and I saw me walking down the street on mm-hmm. 30 on the avenue, I would assume there's a 50/50 shot that that person's being serious. I just personally would to the point where I at least wouldn't just be like ha Nice get up, bro. And then have, take the chance and then be like, what are you talking about? What yeah. are you talking about? You know, like, and it was like people like, yeah, it was some like weirdos, but also like the woman in your office when I was up the stairs, <laughs> we like went on, we, we were like, you know how like there's like the conference room in your office building and then you can get up on top of it. Yeah. And you were like, hey, can you guys not be in the room right now? Cause you were setting stuff up. And we mm-hmm. went upstairs and I was like, Eric said we can't be in the room, but he didn't say we couldn't be on the room. <laughs> <laughs> so we went upstairs and there was a woman like on a phone call and then she looks over me and she just goes, <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> how do you know? <laughs> And then there was like another girl when we were doing like the TikTok stuff outside who had like short green hair, like I thought of all people. Like she's wearing like a backpack. She, she looked like she might have been like a student. She was not homeless. She was not a junkie. She was a regular 23-year-old girl with short blue hair. And she was just giggling her ass off. And I was like, how do you know? You know what I mean? I was just taken aback. Damn. I was taken aback, dude. I feel my own neighborhood. Your own neighborhood, dude. Jeez. Your own neighborhood. How are we ever going to recover? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we thought about. I'm glad that we we discussed after the fact. We were like, you know, should we have done makeup? Should we have done stuff? And I think the way we played it was uh, perfect. Because I think if I would have went yeah. too also, hard with none it, none of us know how to do makeup, so it probably would have looked bad. Which would have been kind of the point. But I'm excited to release these things. We got this one terabyte. How how many how many uh, bits bytes was the original 6K file? I'm um, curious because you shot it in like 6K, which I did not even realize was legal. I think um, maybe like 150 gigs, 200 gigs. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, it was a big big boys. That's a lot. Yeah, we got a we got a new camera at ATB, and I was I was testing it out. I was maxing it out on that photo shoot. Yeah, you said that you could shoot Marvel movies on that thing, and I believe it. Yeah, I believe it. That thing was amazing. But uh, speaking of the band stuff, other than the fact that we have that new single coming out on November twenty sixth, follow at Sophomore MD for more information. We just got um, lined up for a show at the Wrecker in January. Dude. Ooh, so that's a that's a big announcement. That's big. That I don't know if I'm supposed to be announcing it. Too bad. Too bad. I just did. It's out there now. It's out there. You're not editing this podcast. Yeah, of course not. What was this? We get a surprise. <laughs> like the whole all of Baltimore is gonna stop when they find out. <laughs> <laughs> Meteorologists are gonna like register a fucking tremor. <laughs> Did he just announce his sophomore <laughs> is going to be at the wrecker? 
one block from his apartment? <laughs> what are the odds? <laughs> um, but no, so it's going to be headlined by Thunder Club. Nice. Uh, followed by Damn, Outside. John is going to be tired. John's yeah, John's going to be playing <laughs> it up, baby. So Thunder Club is headlining. This is going to be Friday, January 28th at the Wrecker Theater in Towson. The all-new Wrecker Theater uh, was originally going to be called Wrecker 2.0. I personally take credit for the reason why they didn't do that. Yeah. Um, because of my bitchy Karen-esque Facebook comment. And I think they took that to heart. I said, can we just please call out the record, please? Um, excuse me. <laughs> and they, I mean, I'm, I don't know what happened, but all I know is one week later, it was just the record. So, hey, you know, you can say it wasn't me. You can say it wasn't me. Who knows? Listen, we're powerful people. I'm powerful, we're powerful now. Yeah, I care in them. One more news publication and Jimmy's verified. Yeah, and then imagine what I can achieve with a <laughs> Facebook comment. Imagine. Yeah. <laughs> Change it back to record 2.0. <laughs> hey. Why don't you make a record 2.0 go? Okay, blue checks guy. <laughs> Speaking of blue check guy, real quick side note. Shouts out to Alex Hooper, Hooper Hair Puff, blue check guy. He blue commented checker. he commented on our news article and said, ooh, ooh. Hell yeah. That was cool. I didn't know he uh still paid attention to us. That's cool. So Alex nice. Hooper, anytime you want to come back, next time you're back home. You're more than welcome, dude. That was sweet. I if felt this message somehow gets back to you. Yeah. <laughs> I know you listen every week. <laughs> but no, yeah, you're dope, dude. Come back anytime you want. For sure. So yeah, the other band is going to be Outside Smoke. So there we previous go. friends of the cast. So it's going to be Thunder Club headlining. Uh, before that will be Outside Smoke. And then opening for the openers is your boys sophomore yeah which uh you gotta give john a little bit of a break yeah and it makes sense because this is our first ticketed show mm-hmm. and uh up until today when we actually realized we had to do a 40 minute set i wasn't even aware we had 40 minutes of originals but then i like wow. did the math we listed out a pr- mock set you list do a 40 minute opener set yeah That's it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy. 40 40 awesome. and then an hour thunder club's doing an hour damn but, like, dude... That's sick. When you think about it, like, a 40-minute set compared to what we normally do at bars is mm-hmm. nothing. I'm yeah. almost... Like, it takes me 40 minutes to even realize I'm fucking playing a gig half the time. <laughs> like, the first 30 <laughs> minutes is sound That's when check. you're just restringing your guitar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, like, checking the level. After every song, I'm like, Joe, turn this up, turn this down. And then, like, I'll get them to, like, play together. And I'll, like, walk out in the crowd and be like, does that sound good? Like, I'm not... <laughs> we're not even good until the second set. So I'm a little... <laughs> We have 40 minutes to get it right, so we'll see how that goes. But I'm, I'm super stoked about that, because that's like um, really what would be our first, and mine, my specifically, because I know Joe has done shows like that. John's done shows like that. They always get on my case, like, dude, we need to start doing shows like that. We need to crack into that scene and not just the bar scene. I'm like, ah, whatever, dude. What's the fucking difference? I play at the Wrecker. I play across the street at the Point. What's the difference? I acknowledge there's a difference. So, you know, it is a bigger deal. So... It's uh, the first time I'll be doing this because I obviously don't count the sidebar thing from yeah. 10 years ago. Damn, bro. You're finally leaving B4L. <laughs> <laughs> Band for life. Band version for bar, life. Bar, <laughs> band, bars for life. <laughs> mm. And uh, speaking of shows, dude, obviously happenings this week. I know this greatly affected you because you're a big hip-hop guy, and I didn't really pay attention to it until last night when Garrett and Matt were on the podcast, but the big thing this week is obviously like the Astroworld show. Oh, yeah. Can't believe you weren't there, dude. Where was it, by the way? <laughs> why, did, why did you want me to be there? 
Because I hate you, dude. <laughs> Why weren't you there? <laughs> Can't believe it. <laughs> yeah, no, that was, uh, you know, not a good situation. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It's it's weird because it's like we probably got to wait to, like, find out more about what, like, led to all the, uh, you know, the crushing and everything. Well... Matt had a very, Matt Pennington had a very poignant, I'm going to use that word, poignant point about, because um, obviously, like, it's hard to blame. You can't really blame Travis Scott. No, but it's easy know? to blame a single person. Like, you can't, like, no one's blaming Live Nation right now, mm. even though they own the venue and, like, keep it staffed and, like, give out, like, you know, they're supposed to give out, like, CPR training and, like, all this other shit, but... Yeah, I mean, I do think, obviously, if you're going to point the finger at anyone, it's obviously the venue, you know? They're yeah. the ones that are supposed to have the security on hand. They're the ones that are supposed to be trying to, I guess... But even at that point, it's like, what can you really do? Because you got 50,000 fucking people yeah. that are all trying like, to be in the front row. Oversold the festival. They, like... I think, like, one of the gates got knocked down, so, like, people surged in, and, like couple people got trampled because of that mm. um they apparently like only had like two people working at like a gate so then just like people just rushed it and knocked it over and ran yeah in. yeah you know a couple i think the vast majority it was like eight people dead right eight people and then uh, a bunch more injured yeah i don't know there might be more now i'm not sure um but i think from base off of they were like reading off some of the tales of the tape for the victims and most of them are kids from what i gather which makes sense. It makes sense. But also, like, they were saying, like, who brings their kid to a thing like that? And I'm not going to lie. Like, I, I, like, it's easy after the fact, like, hindsight 2020 type shit to look back and be like, oh, like, how could you ever bring your kid to a concert like that? Like, you should be aware of that. But it's like, I wouldn't have thought of that. Like, yeah. it's almost, like, weird to even imagine how that happens, how people can just be trampled on and nobody notices but like it is a thing it definitely fucking happens yeah and it's like well it's it, like i think at the the point that that shit's happening like the people that are trampling on someone like they're just trying to stay up themselves too like mm -hmm. and that's like the shitty part because it's like i mean have you ever been in that situation like i remember like one time i was at it was like when Odd Future like first came to Baltimore, mm -hmm. and it was at uh, fuck the place Sonar, I think. I got shut down. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but like, dude, if it wasn't for like the dude next to me who just like held me up when everyone started moshing, like I almost fell down. Like wow. I would have had like at least my like, glasses broken or something, you know. Mm -hmm. I got stomped on by accident, but like, you know, now just imagine that like times five hundred. You know, and it, it's interesting. I will say, like, you know, I did see a post on Facebook that said, like, it was like from like metal fans, like to hip hop fans. It was like hip hop fans. First rule of mosh pit is if somebody falls, you pick them up. And um, that's something, you know, I've never been in a mosh pit. I've never even really been to a show that was that important or like that crazy popping. Like I've mm. been to shows, I've been to like a festival 
but not like I went to like Jazz Fest in New Orleans. It's like so spread <laughs> yeah, no out. No one's fucking moshing at Jazz yeah, Fest. Yeah, yeah. I don't think there was like an Elton John mash <laughs> mosh pit. <laughs> but like, I've also never been the type of person that needs to get to the front. Like, yeah, I, I remember when we were at Secrets over the summer. With I like, I know how to get to the front if I want to, but also like, I know what being at the front means, mm-hmm. and it's like never comfortable. Well, it sucks because a you have to like. The only concert I could comfortably be at the front at was when me, me and Will saw Riff Raff in Silver Spring. Yeah. <laughs> and I got like a row back from the <laughs> stage. Yeah, I'm sure you guys will have no problem getting to the front of the sophomore concert. I think I think we're probably safe in that department. I think department. it's going to be uh, seated. It's gonna, <laughs> people are just going to be at tables. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, like for me, it's like, you know, we were at the Secrets thing. Like, that was packed. You basically have to win the passive-aggressive Olympics to get to the front. Like, you have yeah. to be the best at being passive. Like, oh, whoops, did I wind up in front of you accidentally? Like, And then you just have to do that with, like, or just 25 like, rows of people. You just literally have to, like, fake like you're looking, like, 20 feet in front of you and just be, like, kind of like, oh, excuse me, sorry, excuse me, mm-hmm. excuse me, sorry. And then you can literally just, like, snake your way through anything. Well, it's a lot easier with a girl. I think that if you're, like, being dragged by a girl, people are going to let a girl through much easier. Um, I got a lot of shit when I was trying to get to the front of Secrets, dude. Because, like, mm-hmm. Mahedi and... Dan and Scott. You also got to be like hawking. It's nice for us because we're tall, so we can see like when little pockets open up. Mm -hmm. And then you literally just swoop to that pocket. Mm -hmm. But then it sucks because it's like, you know, if I'm at a show and it took that long to get up front, I remember the second I got up front, I didn't even get all the way up front. I got up to like two rows behind where I could just make eye contact. I'm thirsty now. Yeah. I had, to, get a drink. I had to fucking piss and I ran out of beer. And I was like, great. I'm all the way up here. Now I have to piss really bad. And I need another drink. So, like, now I got to leave, go to the bathroom, go back to the bar. And then it's another fucking 15-minute excursion to get back to where I was. Yeah. It's just not worth it. Leaving is easy, though. Everyone wants you gone. Oh, everyone wants you gone. Everyone wants you gone. They part like the fucking Red Sea, dude. (laughs) Somehow everyone has, like, three feet to fucking move around when someone wants to leave. Yeah. I, I remember... Like trying to get up, like when I was like really close and just trying to make it like two more rows, I like pushed in and one guy like pushed back on me like real hard. And I was like, it was like loud as fuck. And I just, I whispered and I was like, I respect that. And he was, he turned around and like kind of laughed and he was like, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, dude, I wish you knew how much I don't care about getting at the front right now. Like, it's not like I'm like trying to like get past you for, I just literally want to like, my friends are up there. Yeah. I just want to say like, what's, I don't get like, we're watching a band that none of us have ever fucking heard of. You know, like, it's not like I'm like, I need to be front row. But I don't know. I I, Like I was saying about what Matt Pennington was saying about, like, who is to blame. Um, He said it, and it sounds cliche, of course. But I think there is uh, a good justification behind this. He said society is to blame. And what he meant by that was that that type of thing only happens at certain like we were saying certain types of concerts like that's not happening at jazz fest that's not happening for like certain artists but i think with travis scott's situation is he's like kind of like a i'm speaking out of my ass right now because i'm not super but but like what i'm gathering is like he's like super popping like super like he is like 
you know, he's like dating Kylie Jenner. He's like one of the most famous people and like in that like pocket of people. And like everyone there is yeah. like, the- I mean, like his whole persona he portrays is that he's like a fucking rager and shit. Mm-hmm. Like, and he makes like that kind of music that you can fucking like get hyped up to and shit. And how so, like, yeah, it's like, uh, you know, it's not helping the situation. And how many people there out of that 50,000 were diehard Travis Scott fans versus what percentage of people there were there just because it was like the hypest, biggest clout, littest place to be for their fucking Instagram story or something like yeah. that? Like I mean, I'm many- sure that's a lot of it, but also like it was, it's like, you know, his festival. Mm. It was like the Astro World Festival or whatever. I just see a bunch of people who are like all the main characters of their own movie. Because that is where we've gotten, where like you have all these fucking like hype beast type people that just want to be like in the front row so they can post that they're in the front row and post that they're 10 feet away from Travis Scott on their fucking Mm -hmm. Instagram. And it's like 50,000 of them that just like, they call it crowd crush, which is a good term, where like you literally get to the point where like you, once you're standing somewhere, you cannot move. Like if you put your arms up, you can't put them back down. And it's like. Like, people are getting, like, pushed up against, like, fences and shit. It's no good. And and only in a society where you have 50,000 people that are that into the idea of, like, I gotta be up there, blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't know. I personally, apparently, like, there, it was so jam-packed at the front that, like, the whole back half of it was just, like, like, they were supposed to be spread out across, like, this whole space. And it all got compressed up front. So, like, the whole, like, back half of it was just barren just wide open like i could tell you for a 100 percent fact my ass would have been fucking chilling right behind it just watching it for sure you know and i don't want to speak ill of anybody i mean it's but it's just i don't know i just can't imagine it just is crazy but you can't you can't i know that he did offer to pay for like the funerals and things and then he also apparently offered to pay for like mental health for anybody was but which which I don't know if I would have made that offer. I would be honest. I don't know how much money he has, but like, I feel like you could really get gypped by a lot of people for that. Yeah. Like if somebody I mean, was just knows. there, if somebody was just there and heard like, oh shit, Travis Scott, like you could just email and be like, yo, like, can I get like $2,000 to pay for fucking this or that? And then just get it. You know what I mean? I could see that very easily being taken advantage of. I would have offered, I mean, it's honorable what he offered to do, but the mental health thing, I was like, geez, you just hung yourself out to dry there almost, a little bit, maybe. Uh, But I mean... Yeah, who knows? I don't know. When everybody's pointing the finger at you, you got to do some shit like that, I guess. Yeah, I just, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's like, uh, it's obviously like a tragedy, and like, you know, these things have like happened before in the past, but I think it's just like such a, like... He's such a public figure now, like, because he's done so many, like, brand deals with, like, Nike and McDonald's and, like, all this other shit. So, like, yeah, I don't know. Like I said before, I think it's it's really easy to pinpoint it to a single person, and it's hard to, like, you know, tie something to an entity. Mm-hmm. And I think, let's be real, like, he's not fucking setting all the rules up for the venue. He's not doing all this shit. He probably went to Live Nation and was, like, Doug, let's fucking do something in my hometown, and I want to call it Astrofest. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Perfect, we'll set it up for you." I know that, um, and I don't know this firsthand, but I've heard from my other podcast 
recordings here that um he does have a history with like inciting uh like I think one guy apparently like threw a shoe at him or something hmm. and he told everybody in the crowd to like beat his ass <laughs> which like that guy apparently did not die obviously cuz that yeah. that's like holy shit you know what i mean yeah yeah like that's fucking insane but like I guess if you have that track record, it makes you a little bit more on the chopping block, you know, but at the end of the day, that is what it is. I guess. But I yeah, don't know. As a venue, dude, I mean, because that's kind of how, like, Woodstock, the the original Woodstock, like, everybody was chill, you know? You know, everybody's there on fucking 60s LSD, which is yeah. probably way better, honestly. But also, like, they weren't playing, like, hype fucking music. Yeah, and then Woodstock 99, they got fucking Limp Biscuit. Mm-hmm. They got, like, fucking DMX, you know? Yeah. And that shit was, like, all over the fucking boards. And they, I think they got... I think they literally got Hell's Angels, like, the fucking biker gang, to do the security. <laughs> Hell, yeah. Which is fucking crazy. That's kind of sick. So, like, honestly. those guys are just going around just beating people's asses. <laughs> Fuck You know? Yeah. You don't get fucking... You need that, kind of. Hell's Angels to do security? You think they're <laughs> trained in de-escalation? I doubt it. All those guys know is escalation. That's what they fucking do. Dude, you're hating. I'm not hating, dude. To Hell's all Angels. Hell's Angel fans. <laughs> Sorry, dude. I know you, you guys. No, um. I know you chilling. guys are listening to us out on the open road, <laughs> and you're fucking assless chaps driving down an interstate. That was Jimmy Selesky. <laughs> that was uh, Jimmy Selesky, not Eric Glazer saying that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, speaking of haters, another big development for your boys. Another big hater. <laughs> another big point in the category of verifying us, please. Because our YouTube now it's got some traffic. Okay, it's getting some traffic, dude. That that video okay. that I clipped out of um. Uh, with Brandon talking about the Danny Mullen feud, mm-hmm. which, you know, I, I, of course, want to be respectful about that because I know that was like a big deal for him and I didn't want it to come yeah, off but as you like. You did want to make a clickbaity video. Of course. You know, yeah. of course. And, and luckily, he's a friend of ours and he's a super fucking awesome dude. And like, he is very open about that situation and there's no fucking like holds barred about that. Like, he's just open about it. And like, if he was less open about it, I would have never done that. But, you know, Obviously, the fucking full-length podcast people were clicking on, and then definitely that video is up to, like, 6,000 views now and, like, fucking almost 90 comments, like, hundreds and hundreds of likes and shit like that. I, like, click on... I'll just refresh the dashboard every fucking, like, 10 minutes, and it's got, like, 100 more views. Like, it's really popping off, and it's cool because that, like... You know, our subscribers are picking up. I think we've probably just hit 100 now. I think we've gained, like, 60 subscribers in the past week. Uh, staying humble. Which is killer, you know? And, like, you know, I, I find it hilarious because it is such a polarizing topic that, like, we're getting a lot of cool comments, but we're also getting so many, so much hate. So <laughs> much hate. One guy was like, cool podcast. Don't let the Mexican guy get so drunk, though. And I was like, the, it was me. that you? Yeah. About me, <laughs> the bro. Mexican guy. The Mexican guy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right, cool, 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 cool. One guy was like, <laughs> one guy was like, LOL, saying, saying the Danny Mullen podcast was too long and then posting four hours of useless content. <laughs> 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 <I was> like, 
<laughs> Damn, hell yeah. <laughs> That's honestly sick. That was funny. I actually liked that one. I was like, all right, dude, that was funny. <laughs> one guy threatened to get our page shut down. Perfect. He was like, oh, and by the way, I just reported this to YouTube's legal team. I'm getting this page shut down. I was like, too late. We just reported ourselves to <laughs> fucking bitch. It's like, you can't shut us down. We have 40 subscribers at that point. We can just yeah, shut us down. We're better. We're worse off for ourselves by still being up. Yeah. <laughs> if we make a new page, it might be better with the algorithm. Who knows? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you might be helping us out. Thank you. Please do that. <laughs> It was just funny, dude, just to see all the people hating and like, just like people like, these guys fucking suck. <laughs> you guys aren't wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but then other people were like, dude, how the fuck do you guys only have like this many views? Like, I'm subscribed. This is good shit. And like, they're commenting on all their videos. So, like, you know, it, like, we've been trying to crack the code forever with shit like that. And like, I mean, you know, I'm not saying we fucking cracked it, but like we're definitely on a now that we have 60 more subscribers, that's 60 more people that see when we upload a video. Mm -hmm. And then like like we always talk about the snowball effect. So, I mean, it was cool. I love the hate. I just sit there and read the comments and just laugh my <laughs> ass off, dude. Like, love it, dude. It's fucking great. It's just it's a nice feeling to be like, oh, shit. Like, you know, we put something out into the world and then people actually ate it. <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> oh my god. That's <laughs> uh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that's great <laughs> we did it <laughs> we did. <laughs> so we'll see where it goes from here dude but um yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> love it um so yeah shouts out to Brucking baron and buckingham check that check that uh podcast out because that podcast all in all was great and then, um, you know, our fucking Mark Zuckerberg metaverse conversations getting some traction a little bit. You know, I think we hopped on that that topic at the exact time. I like saw like other podcasts were like mentioning it. And I was like, fuck, dude, we talked about this last week. I instantly went to the computer, put out a clip and like that's up to like almost triple digit views, which doesn't sound amazing to a lot of people. But <laughs> when you factor in, when you I love how you phrase it, <laughs> triple, triple digit, digit views, it's almost over a hundred views. <laughs> it's popping, dude. We're trending. A hundred people. We've you, gone viral, dude. If you subtract all the times I've watched that on my TV, <laughs> it's almost double digits. <laughs> oh <laughs> mm. uh, fuck yeah dude but yeah switching gears a little bit um it's veterans day today yeah god bless or if you're canadian remembrance day nicer yeah. way of saying it obviously um i watched a video i guess i i don't know i guess it is the algorithm but like Let's um, watch a bunch of drone strike videos. Yeah, never forget. <laughs> oh wait, we never even knew. <laughs> but um, I watched this one video about D-Day from the German perspective, mm. and you may know. I know John and Joe know. I know a lot of people who talk to me 
regularly know that I don't believe in the weather. I don't believe in the weatherman. I don't believe in meteorology. I think it's a fucking scam. Yeah. I think that if any other science were that consistently wrong in their predictions, they wouldn't be considered a science. Yeah. You know, if literally any other science was that wrong that often, we'd be like this. It's it meteorology is astrology almost. It's like a 50-50. You know, they fucking put it out there, they're like, oh, I don't know, a 50% chance of rain. Dude, that's the same chance of me flipping a coin and guessing if it's gonna rain. Yeah. I mean, it's literally I could flip a coin, and if you can give me something with 50-50 odds, why am I even listening to you? I have the ability to do a 50-50 odd right now. Heads, it's going to rain. Oh, tails? Well, I said it was 50-50. Great. You know? So I'm watching this video about D-Day and um, from the German perspective. And the Germans knew that the Allies were planning an invasion and they figured that it was going to take place in Normandy because that was their least secure beach. And it was the closest. It was right over the English Channel. It was right on the border. And um, they knew it was coming, but they didn't know when. And so they prepped up. They're doing a whole bunch of shit. And uh, June 6th comes around. And the German meteorologists tell the generals, dude, there's no way. There's no way that the invasion is going to happen today tomorrow or the next day because this this weather coming in would make it scientifically impossible for the allies to invade and the german generals were like cool great i tell you what instead of being ready and prepared we'll just run a couple drills we'll fucking all go out drinking and shit like that they're out they're all wasted blah blah blah, blah. lo and behold next day storm never comes Allies invade. Hitler's hit the 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 myth the the story there is that Hitler was apparently sleeping in that day. He didn't even wake up that day until we were already like on the fucking shore. Wow. Because they trusted the weatherman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank God for that. Thank God, dude. Thank God for meteorologists. They're the true heroes of Veterans Day. Thank God for sucking at your job. Yeah, the Nazis could have won. <laughs> they could have. If they just didn't listen to the meteorologist. <laughs> but yeah, dude, I found that. I mean, I watched that today and I was like, oh, man, this just solidifies every fucking theory that's been spinning around in my brain for years. Dude. It's just so interesting because they're just like, oh, it's going to be it's going to be rainy the next <laughs> couple of days. Let's just stay inside. Yeah. and there's, Stay warm. There's, yeah. No one's going to come in the rain. <laughs> Nobody wants to fight a war in the rain. <laughs> there's no way those 400-ton battleships can muster a fucking rain, dude. They, they can't make an umbrella that big. <laughs> no, of course not. You realize how uncomfortable they're going to be when we're shooting at they're them? They're going to be wet. They're going to be wet. When they, when they come out of the ocean and get up on the beach... It's going to be wet. <laughs> They're not going to do that. <laughs> they got to wait for a sunny day. <laughs> it's not beach weather. You're going to invade the beach. Come on. Wait, till, wait for a better day for the beach. <laughs> yeah, dude. Who wants to be on the beach right now, dude? <laughs> so, yeah, the meteorologist blew it, dude. And that's why we have the freedom we have today. So I take back everything I said about meteorologists. 
Meteorologist. God bless the fake science of meteorology. God bless you. God bless America, and God bless fake weathermen, <laughs> which is all of them. Happy Veterans Day. A toast to the veterans. <laughs> A toast. The weathermen. <laughs> Never forget. Never get it right. <laughs> that's that's the weatherman motto. Never get it right. <laughs> beautiful god bless god bless ah jeez what's up with you this week dude fuck man i just got back from a uh, well not just got back but recently back from a trip to tennessee um obviously had to get some hot chicken while i was out there obviously you know Mm -hmm. um great stuff good stuff can't recommend it enough Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we're out there uh, shooting some hunting videos. Got to uh, you know be out in the wild. We we're in like a cabin a couple nights on this like crazy nature refuge. Um, refuge. Yeah, it's good big work. stuff. Big stuff. I uh, I discovered a love for like driving an ATV through the woods. Oh, dude. Dude, Isn't it the best? There's nothing better than driving an ATV through the woods. Like, you don't... like. It's one of the greatest feelings on Earth. Us being city slickers... To, like, literally just drive up, like, a 60-degree incline. Like, it's nothing. It's fucking amazing, dude. It's crazy. Y- you know, there's simple pleasures like that. It is, well, just more... You're just more free. Yeah, it's beautiful. In those parts of the country... That's the thing, like, I wish when I was in the woods, like... I used to have a joke about it where I was like, you know, I'd talk about like fishing down the Lock Raven Trail and that it's like a, you know, 30 minute walk. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wouldn't it be crazy if I had a bike that had like a motor on it? And I was like, oh, wait, that's just a motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> but dude, I did look into it. There are like electronic mountain bikes, which sounds sick, but the fucking four by four. Those things are crazy. Oh, dude. Those they look like little like Halo warthogs, dude. Because it's harder to... Or like a golf cart. To take a mountain bike, like a, a dirt bike, I guess, would be the best way of putting it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, It's still like a lot less stability, but those four-wheelers... Like, I wouldn't go up a 60-degree incline on a dirt bike, per se. Yeah, no. I'd lose my balance. Exactly. fall over, like break my leg or some shit. Yeah. Now, I, as you know... My most recent experience on a four-wheeler was 15 years old at the family farm in Western Maryland and (laughs) crashed. My uncle let me take it for a spin, and I immediately crashed it into a tree and then rolled down a hill, and then the ATV rolled down after me, and I had to duck out of the way. Holy shit. And you still love him? I still love my uncle. (laughs) No, ATVs. (laughs) (laughs) I love ATVs. I hate my uncle, though, for letting me (laughs) drive one. (laughs) No, he, he, uh, he... He found me at the bottom of a hill because oh I was like down there, like trying to saw down a full grown tree with a pocket knife. Trying to saw it down because it was like the tire was like once it fell down the hill, it got like wedged. It was not a full grown tree. It was like the thickness of a, the top of this solo cup, though. Okay, it was a it was a and tree. You're going at it with a pocket knife, a pocket knife, and I'm just trying to saw my ass off to try to get it unwedged from this fucking tree before, before anyone finds it. Exactly. Out. <laughs> 
I'm just like, oh my god, oh my god, so much trouble. Oh yeah, and he comes chop this tree down with a glorified like dinner knife. It was like a weird version of the George Washington cherry tree thing. (laughs) I need to lie. I need to lie. I cannot drive. I need to lie. I need to lie. It's the opposite. Yeah. Opposite of George Washington. Exactly. I cannot tell the I truth. I need to cut this tree down so I can lie. <laughs> A story for the ages. A parable, if you will. A tragedy. A terrible parable. And um, so my uncle's beginning to wonder, like, hey, how come he's not back from his little spin yeah why don't i hear the atv anymore (laughs) it's pretty loud (laughs) he walks down the hill and finds me trying to fucking saw down a a tree (laughs) he's like what the fuck blah blah blah. it was my other uncle's four-wheeler and so we got it unwedged we drive it back up we never told the other guy who owned it it's Mm -hmm. like sits in the fucking shed and he drives it around when he goes up a couple times a year and um like five years later he asked he was like hey like did anybody drive this around? There's like a weird thing with the axle or blah, blah, blah. And my Uncle Kenny was like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's, that's a real one, dude. Shouts out Uncle Kenny. Also shouts out Uncle Rick. I'm sorry about that, dude. I know it was like 14 years ago at this point, but uh, I did. We have like a little memory log that whenever you go up to the farm, you write down a thing. And finally, this past time I wrote, I was like, by the way. 15 years ago. <laughs> Don't tell Uncle Rick. Are, you, are people supposed to read it when they go there? Yeah. Oh, So shit. I think he'll read that and just kind of... Damn. Yeah, but not to bogart your story, but I that the moral of that story is there is a, a freedom that, that we are unaware of living where we live. You know, like when we... When you're up at that farm, you just see a squirrel in a tree... You open up your kitchen window, you grab a fucking rifle, and you see if you can pop it. You can't do that in fucking Hamden. No. I can't do that for my apartment building. No. You can't just fucking... Like, there's so much shit that, like, you're unaware of that, like, because you live in where we live, that, like, when you live in those parts of the country, like, sure, I know they get a lot of flack from, like, people being like, oh, flyover states or, like, fucking rednecks, blah, 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 but... And, like, a lot of people were like, oh, I can't imagine living in a place like that. But it's like, dude, they are accustomed. Their regular day-to-day is such a higher level of just freedom and being able to do whatever the fuck you want. I think I'll take the four-wheeler out today and drive up a fucking mountain. I think I'll fucking do target practice in my fucking backyard. Mm -hmm. You know? I think I'll sit out and fucking, you know, make a gigantic fire pit. I know that's not that crazy, but, like, I can't make – I can't even grill on my balcony. (laughs) Yeah. I do, but I can't. (laughs) Because I don't have the freedom in my urban center, dude. So, like, yeah, you get a taste of that, man. And, like, I think it is a thing that as you get older, you you start to appreciate it more. Like, it is kind of a thing why, like, when you're younger, people kind of gravitate more towards the city. And then, you know, once people start getting older and, like, start thinking about having a family, I feel like a lot of people just kind of gravitate out, you know? Not everybody. A lot of people love the city life. And it's hard for me to imagine at this point that I'd ever want to move further away from the hubbub than I already am. I think Towson is a good distance to be like, I can get the city experience in a fucking, you know, whatever the fuck, in a jiff, in a snap of a finger, but I don't have to be in it all the time. 
versus like living out in Hereford where it's like, okay, like now, you know, it's a thing, you know? Yeah. But like, give me 10 years. Maybe, you know, I could see how that easily changes. You know, I could see my, I remember my dad was when I was like younger, like eight years old, he had this thing that we were going to move to Shrewsbury, Pennsylvania for a while. <laughs> Why? I don't know. Like the houses were cheaper. We could get like, got, like the tip off that the office was about to start. Yeah. <laughs> he wanted to be, he wanted to play fucking gym in the office, dude. Dude, the housing market's about to be lit because of a new sitcom on NBC. In a weird way, in a weird way, he kind of was like uh, way ahead of the curve on the housing market, dude. He was like, dude, we got to sell now. <laughs> we never did. Yeah. But he was thinking about it. He was thinking about it, and I'm so glad we didn't. I can't, I mean, little things like that, they talk about like the butterfly effect, but like if that one decision were made, our, uh, nothing would be anything like what it is. Yeah. I mean, if my dad moved us up to Shrewsbury, Pennsylvania, like he planned on when I was eight years old, never would have met you, never yeah. would have met 99.9% yeah. of the people I know right now, I would be a completely different person. I'd be trying the same way I sit, like try to like pump up Baltimore. Be like, dude, Baltimore's up next. I'd be up in fucking Shrewsbury. Shrewsbury's up Shrewsbury's next, up next bro. <laughs> We're up Yo, next, bro. Fuck the office. Shrewsbury's up next. Why is everybody sleeping on Shrewsbury, dog? <laughs> 83 runs up here for a reason, bro. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. It's all part of the plan. Live from the fucking... That would be live from the shed. Yeah. If I was up in Shrewsbury. <laughs> you just built a shed on your parents' property. <laughs> I tell you what, though. I would be driving a four-wheeler, though. Yeah. And I certainly would have crashed my uncle's because I would have had way more four-wheeler experience. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't have that story. You'd have had your own four-wheeler That'd at be this a... point. I'd probably still be wearing a camo shirt, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, <laughs> that never changes. Yeah, that's the one thing. If you were to like play back the alternate version, the alternate universe, mm. probably still be wearing a camo shirt. Well, you saw the Butterfly Effect movie, right? Uh, Yes. Yeah, camo shirts are the only thing that survived the Butterfly Effect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's fine. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows that. But yeah, dude, so you rode an a- ATV in Tennessee. You've been, you've been in Tennessee a lot, dude. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's like a 60-40 chance every time I text you that you might be in Tennessee. It's uh, I think I've been there like four times in the last like year, maybe. If you go there one more time, you can get verified. I know, <laughs> but only in Tennessee. Only in Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> that just means that I'm gonna get like a pat down at the yeah. next time I get through the airport. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you keep coming here? And two COVID tests. <laughs> You're verified in Tennessee, dude. Um, but yeah, no, it was a good trip. We got a lot of stuff done. Uh, still need to like finish like going through all the footage and editing shit, but fun overall. It's always nice to like get out in like the wild for a little bit, mm-hmm. kind of be disconnected and just like kind of, you know, be in nature. Yeah, it is beautiful. I'm kind of, um, disappointed that, uh, the f- opening week of deer season is always the weekend after Thanksgiving. And not all the time, but I try to do it as often as I can. I don't really plan for it, but if things work out, I always try to go up to the the farm that I was just talking about uh, in Western Maryland. 
um because like the whole kind of like all the like guys in the family go up for the weekend yeah and um yeah and you go every time and you never shoot a deer i never even my dad still won't let me hunt (laughs) (laughs) i'm 29 years old my dad won't let me hunt and sometimes i'm like i mean to be fair i probably couldn't do it either oh yeah i know and my dad's not I mean, he's a good hunter, but he kind of doesn't care. Mm-hmm. Like, all the other... Like, deer hunting is supposed to be sitting still in, like, a fucking stand that you built out of, like, milk crates or, like... Like, you know who could really win the, the milk crate challenge is anybody who deer hunts because that's all <laughs> they fucking do is climb milk crates up to their fucking stand. Like, those Jesus. guys... Those guys can do it. Um, yeah, I haven't seen a lot of that. I've seen... um some more technical tree stands i guess mm. yeah none of us are necessarily pros we built like my grandfather had one pop-up stand my dad will chill up in that <laughs> yeah, the one big milk crate the big the big milk crate it's <laughs> your grandfather's milk crate <laughs> my dad's is literally just a milk crate by a tree that just stays there it's been there for like 30 years and he just does sit. he just sit on the milk crate? yeah deer can't see you they're like t-rexes they can't see if you don't move well, I, I only say that because like I, all camoed up, maybe. Well, but he he does what he calls uh, I don't even know what he calls it, but he he says it's a real thing, which he just walks around mm. and kind of just talks. <laughs> Did he learn from Elmer Fudd? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> he just walks around and like my uncle Kenny and he have like an, my uncle Kenny's like an amazing shot, and so he's like, "Tone, just just walk around and try to just move the deer to me. And so my dad just like walks around and just like talks to me or talks to my brother while we just walk around. And the deer just like, who the fuck is this? And they run that way and then my Uncle Kenny shoots him. He like basically annoys all the deer to my uncle's side of the forest. You guys are basically like his hunting dogs. Pretty much. Pretty much. (laughs) You just like go out talking, making noise in the woods until the deers get scared into his gun line. (laughs) That's kind of funny. It's a wonderful system, dude. I mean, they got a lot of deers mounted up in that little farmhouse, so you can't had, knock it. I had deer for the first time in Tennessee. Really? It's not bad, but it's uh you not know, good either. It's, not it's bad, just but like not good. such a. It's so, like tough. Hmm. Well, well it makes sense because like deer are like super muscular and shit, but uh, yeah, it's a uh, gamey as they call it. Well, the way that they prepared it, like, it got rid of most of that. But also, like, it basically just, like, tasted like the, like, I think it was, like, soy sauce and Worcestershire, like, whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just kind of tasted like that. But I didn't taste the gaminess. You know, if you cook it right, it could definitely be good. And, you know, I've had deer several times and, like, deer sausage, shit like that. And, like, it's definitely good. I, I, I like meat in general, so it's, like... I'm not going to, you know, I'm obviously, I don't see myself ever trying like rat meat or something like that, but like any other thing, like I'll, I'll eat a fucking turtle, I'll eat a rabbit, I'll eat any of that shit, squirrel, fuck it, you know, but like, you know, I really do think that we have the benefit of 10,000 years of people before us that kind of weeded out the good meats and like, I think yeah. all the meats that we eat regularly are the right ones. Like, yeah. Like I've never had like a strange meat that I've never, that you can't get at a restaurant and been like, why don't we eat more of this? Yeah. You know, like, cow well, is pretty like, much it. It's also just, like, nice to have that as, like, a, okay, this is kind of like a treat. Yeah. This is, like, a special occasion thing. It's like, yeah, it's like a novelty, kind of. Like, oh, I ate deer, but, like, am I ordering deer next time I go out to a nice dinner? Mm-hmm. Probably not. I know they have, like, venison or whatever, but, like, yeah, that's novelty, too, you know? 
I don't know. Cow, chicken. Cow and chicken. That's a classic show. Mm-hmm. Turkey. Pig. Pig. Pig's kind of, you know. Pigs. Pig. I love pork, but I will say that it is kind of weird to me. I, I'm not one to actually care. Yeah. But they are fucking smart. Yeah. And kind of cows time, are too. The only time pork freaks me out is when I get like the skin on pork belly from H Mart. And like you literally see like the skin and sometimes they have like the little stamp of the tag that the pig was numbered oh, or whatever. Yeah. And it's just like, ah, oh, fuck. It brings you too close to home. Like cut this little bit off and then use the rest. <laughs> Especially when you consider that like for forensic shit, they use pigs' bodies to like replicate like how a bullet would travel through a body because apparently like their body composition is the most similar yeah, to, to how it would react in a human. So like they're obviously very close to us. Whenever I think of like one of those weird human clone dystopian hybrid shits, I always imagine like a pig with like a human face and it's scary. I think probably because there's a like, Google image of that. <laughs> and it's scary. It's scary. <laughs> and I just think like, dude, those things are cute. And, like, you get a little piglet, and, like, they're kind of like having a puppy. Like, you can have a pet pig. Yeah. You know? Or you could eat it. You know? And I just choose... That's how that one story they made us read was about, right? Yeah. I was just... What story was that? I forget. But basically, like, uh, I think, like, the pig was the best friend, but then, like, the, the family was getting hungry, so then they needed to eat they had it or to something. Eat it. But before that, I remember... And also, maybe he was going to, like, enter it in a contest or something. Yeah, yeah. What story was that? And then I, they had to eat him. I remember the, I, another part of that story was, like, Dad, Pa only showered once a week, so he always smelled good Sunday before church. And I was like, I don't know why I remember that. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I could see that. Nerd. Nerd. <laughs> nerd. I could see how. You remember homework from fucking middle school? <laughs> yeah. You fucking nerd. <laughs> <laughs> I remember anything from my education. What a fucking dweeb. That's the only thing you retained. Yeah. That one line from the story we both remember but don't know the name yeah. of. <laughs> if that was the only question on the SAT, I would have gone to Harvard. I'm the only guy in there. Did Pa smell good on Sunday morning in that one story you read? That's how they would word the question, like even on the test. They wouldn't even say it's a, in that one story that you read. With the pig and stuff. Yeah. What's the line about Pa smelling good? <laughs> did he smell good? Which a? day did he smell good on? <laughs> Sunday. Hello, Harvard. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> yeah, I remember one other part of that story that we don't remember, but now I'm as we're talking about it, I remember. I think I remember the whole story. I know we too. <laughs> except the title. I remember every other page of that book except the front one. No idea. <laughs> How many um, times did you read it? Just maybe 0. 0.3 times. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gotta say, 0. 0.3 of the book was better. Um, no, there was one portion of the story, one chapter, if you will, where like the pig like hit puberty, went into heat, and then he, they had to like breed it, and so he had to like watch his pet get like fucked by this like stud pig. <laughs> <laughs> I do not remember that part. That was in the movie. <laughs> that was in the porn parody. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? I remember, I remember that because I think that's the reason why I remember the whole story. I remember reading that chapter and I was like, 
Nobody's ever gonna... I gotta read the rest of this. <laughs> this is getting good. When I'm 29. The fact, yeah, <laughs> the fact that they kept calling him like a stud pig, I was like, fuck that pig. I'll beat that pig's ass, dude. He's fucking this guy's He's pet. fucking my best friend. <laughs> I just didn't like that. I, I remember I didn't like any of that shit. Too. I remember like the scene in Forrest Gump where the principal bangs Forrest Gump's mom so that Forrest can go to the school. Mm-hmm. And you just hear him out the window like, hey, hey, hey. <coughs> I remember watching that, like my cousin's house. And I was like nine. And just being like, I can't believe I talked about it the whole way home. <laughs> my parents was like, what's that? What was going on? What's he fucking? <laughs> <laughs> my dad was like, yeah, that's was like, what the heck? I was so what mad. The <laughs> what the heck? I was so mad, dude. I can't believe it. <laughs> First that pig. And now Forrest's mom, dude, I couldn't believe it. I hated shit like that. Anytime anybody was fucking in a movie, I still get like that sometimes. Sometimes I watch a show now and the girl, come on, the girl gets fucked. And I'm like, oh, come on, man. Really? Fuck. Yeah, open a window, dude. It's getting too, I'm getting too hot and heavy in here talking about how much I hate sex scenes in movies. Because I do. I don't like them. You know, it, it kind of ruins the too steamy. ruins the character a little bit, you know? Because, like, I think I'm so used to being... She's not pure anymore. Pretty much. I want to be the first one to fuck her. <laughs> yeah. Why am I not having sex with this fictional character? <laughs> Why am I not in the movie? <laughs> Fucking her. It's kind of like, you know, I think I spent so much of my life as an incel... And like not getting ass, that like it's still imprinted in my brain to hate guys who get ass in movies. I think that's a real thing. I think I'm I really so much better than him. Yeah, like this guy really? Why not me, fictional woman? You're gonna fuck this fictional man? Why not me? Damn it! <laughs> I really liked you. <laughs> Yeah, dude, it's really it's sad, dude. You'd think I'd be over it by now, dude. Like I'm not I'm not lying when I say I'm not over it. I'm not over it. Damn, dude. <sighs> yeah. It's kind of good that like incel wasn't created when you were me were incels. Mm-hmm. Just because it's like also like I don't know if you'd call us incels just because like we weren't in our twenties yet. Or I guess like yeah, we, we weren't this old. We weren't we weren't to the point cuz I think there's a point where you kind of um I think in your your sexual trajectory of someone of a guy who doesn't get ass is uh in high school it's like not even on the table. Mm-hmm. Like having sex wasn't even on the table. Kind of like I was telling Liv about like at my senior prom, drinking wasn't even on the table. It's not that I was against it, or I mean, like, I mean, a couple times before that, like, Michael would be hanging out with people and like they would be drinking beer and like I wouldn't drink because I was fucking Saint Jim. And then, but like at prom, it didn't even occur to me to drink. Like yeah. it didn't. It wasn't even one way or the other. It just like I just went to prom. And then, like, you'd hear, like, other people show up to prom drunk, and I was like, oh, shit, yeah, I guess you can do that, can't you? Now it wouldn't even occur to me to not drink going to an event. You know, like, any time I hang out with anybody, pretty much, if it's nighttime, it's like, you want a beer? 
It's like just natural. Like that, the same way it's second nature to drink now is the same way it was second nature to not drink back then. You know, that was the way I looked at sex too. It was like, okay, that's high school. I wasn't even like, I liked girls, but it wasn't even on the table, like as an option. Like you would think about how cool it's still sealed up. You haven't broken the seal yet. Exactly. Your like mind literally can't even fathom it, so it's never even a thought. Mm-hmm. 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 And that really is the the break. It is like breaking the seal because the first time you do after you do it once, all of a sudden the seal's broken and you're like, oh my God, I can do this. This is an option now. This is on the table. Sex is an option. Yeah. And um Well also like I guess I don't know if this is the same case for you, but also like I feel like we're kind of in the, in the same thing where we're like, I want our first time to be special. Yeah. I want mm-hmm. to be a Disney princess. <laughs> um, yeah. But then you have sex for the first time and you're like, oh, okay. I think it like has to be with a special person for it to actually feel special. This yeah. This is like, this is what everyone's talking about. Yeah. And I, I you know, I kind of, looking back, I really don't care at all. I never think about it. I, it would be cool to say that, like, my first time having sex was with someone that I could at least remember their last name, maybe. Jesus um, Christ. You know, but, like, at the end of the day, it's like, it, at a certain point, it had to happen. You know, 21 years old, it's like, come on, dude. Shit or get off the pot, as they say. And uh, I think, my going back to my original theory, I think that is what it is. Piss or get off the pot. It was like... Yeah. We didn't graduate. And you to just started th- getting a blumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't get to the the next level. I think we were one step away from becoming incels, meaning that you go high school. It's not even on the table. You're not even in the game. Girls don't look as you as look at you as a sexual object. Not because you're not attractive, but because there's certain guys in high school that were fucking, and there was other guys that just weren't fucking. And so like. You're, you could be cute, you could be funny, but like at the end of the day, there was a select group of guys that were getting ass, and then every other guy was like imagining what it might be like to get ass. Then you go to college, and then it's like, okay, now it's obviously on the table because now I'm one of the last people I know that hasn't fucked yet. So now it's like, okay, blah, 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 you fuck around, and then you get to a point where it's like, okay, now you got to do it. If you don't succeed during that process... That's when you graduate to incel. Mm-hmm. If you, instead of pissing, just get off the pot, you give up. And that's when you start to resent women. Yeah, it's because you keep holding in all that piss. Yes, you're pissed off. You're pissed off because there's so much piss building. <laughs> yes, up. yes. You start to, now instead of like, you give up, but it's like sour grapes type of giving up. Mm. You know, it's like, dude... I don't want to fuck that. I don't even want pussy. Yeah, I don't even want it. These fucking women, they don't know what a good man is, blah, blah, blah. And then you start to you start to convince yourself that... And it's, it's, it's a natural psychological thing to do that because <laughs> if you don't convince yourself that it's the woman's problem, that it's every woman's problem in the world that you're not getting pussy, then the only other option is to say that oh, maybe it's because I suck so bad that no woman in the world wants to fuck me. And depending on how you decide to deal with that potential realization is the fork in the road between eventual guy who has sex and incel. And then, as Reddit might say, a wizard. 
Remember that? Mm. Yeah. Is that still a thing? I I remember that. 40 years old, virgin, becomes a wizard? Yeah, yeah. I think it should be 30. I mean, I think if you can make it to 30 as a virgin, that's... You did it. I really hope no one took that seriously. What? It's just like not having sex till they're 40 just in case you can become a wizard. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, if anybody was going to do it, I think it would be someone who browses Reddit a lot. Not saying everybody who browses Reddit is a 40-year-old wizard, but um, some of them are. Some of them definitely are. (laughs) Some of them them as... uh, Some of them are just some hating-ass wizards, dude. Some of them have earned their virginity back, as we used to say. That uh, if you go long enough without having sex, you regain your virginity. Mm-hmm. It's like an expiration date on your ID. If yeah, you don't born renew, again virgin. Yeah, <laughs> born again virgin. If you don't renew your V card or your lack of it, it's like you know, every every seven years or whatever, you got to show back up at the MVA, and, and they were like, "All right, so you're how much weight now? Wow. Okay. Okay." Um, let's get another picture of you. This looks considerably worse than the picture we took of you at 19. Yeah. And then you get your new license and you're like, God damn it. Let's scan your dick. Yeah. <laughs> Why is there no trace of pussy juice? No trace this? of pussy in, in three years? It's expired. <laughs> you're a virgin again. I think that's fair. What was it? We had, we had like a very complex system for that. It was like... I think we just, we based the math around making a Mahedi a virgin again. I think that was the main thing. It was all based in the ultimate goal of finding a reason to make fun of our friends, obviously. Mm-hmm. It was all in the goal of putting down the people we hold dearest to us as much as possible. Yeah. It was just all all of us who hadn't had sex yet trying to be like, you're weird for having sex. Yeah, dude. Sure, we've never had sex, but you haven't <laughs> fucked in like two years. What are you, a virgin again, bro? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's almost worse. <laughs> In fact, it is worse. We've decided now, as a group of virgins, that you're more pathetic than us. You know what they say. It's Shakespeare. It's better to have fucked than... Oh, I don't even know. I can't even do a fucking quote. It's better to have fucked than to not have fucked at all, or what? But the opposite of that. It's better to... It's worse to have fucked and lost than to have never fucked at all. Shakespeare said that. He did. Shakespeare said that. And uh, I think that's fair. And I think I think going back, you know, there's a lot of systems we had back in the day that I think still hold water, still hold up. Big systems we used to come up with. Mm-hmm. And that's fair. So if anybody... And that's fair. That's fair. That's, <laughs> that's no, fair. No one should ever look into these systems. <laughs> I hope you don't. <laughs> don't ask what the acronyms stand for. Yeah. I, 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 I'm wondering at what age I need to stop bragging about the fat system is <laughs> i wonder at what age probably that is probably 30 probably 30 maybe I think, who, I, hey, you know it doesn't mean i'm not take gonna, a few years it doesn't mean i'm not going to internally fat every person i see yeah. but like telling young like kids robocop that, shit that is my it's just fa- ingrained your eyes yeah they light up beep, 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 that's 7.5 ass <laughs> <laughs> that is my operating system the fat system <laughs> i need to update it <laughs> oh shit um oh one other thing i did want to touch upon this week which just came across my desk 
as I was saying way earlier in the podcast, the fact that we had that article come out that day and I've been waking up early a lot there. And then that guy emailed us to come on the show. There was like maybe not even an hour, maybe like 45 minutes where I was sitting at my desk at like 930 in the morning with a cup of coffee Freshly jerked off. Freshly jerked off. <laughs> just posted the fucking thing. Likes are rolling in. This guy's asking to be on the podcast. Sun's just rising four hours ago. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, dude. I'm watching a replay of the sunrise on YouTube. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Every morning I just YouTube sunrise from this morning. And um, I think for those 45 minutes, I really felt like I was doing something. I was mm-hmm. like, all right, man. We're doing something, baby. You know, I don't even want to say it was getting to my head. I just felt like anything that I was doing mattered for 45 minutes. And I feel guilty about that. I feel guilty about the fact for being productive that for I like felt 45 minutes that I had value in society. I just felt it for that fleeting moment. And I was like, <laughs> get over yourself, you fucking. Oh. Oh my god. Excuse me. Look who's coming through. <laughs> the fucking nine o'clock guy. <laughs> Mr. Nine to five. Oh. I didn't know we were dealing with a guy who just got an email. Mr. <laughs> work from home. Oh wow. <laughs> so I snapped out of it. Thank God. Thank God. But it was nice. It was nice for that moment. But Going back to what I was originally going to say about, um, I learned a new vocabulary word, dude, and it's in line with chuggy. No. But it, I kind of like it a lot. Oh, fuck. I do. Okay. Joe said it the other night. We were Play talking We were talking about a weird gig we played a couple years back at this, like, it was called, like, the Tall Cedars of Lebanon. It's kind of like an, uh, men, like a social, not men's club, but like a social, kind of like the Elks or the Moose. Bathhouse. Yeah, that, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and it has, like, that weird name. And we played, like, a gig because John went, whatever, doesn't matter. And it was, like, a weird gig. We played, like, some, like, charity event, mostly old people. And, like, we played there as a band because, like, a guy our age is a member there and booked us to do it. And so immediately we played, like, the one note and... Everybody was like, turn it down. I was like, oh God. Hell yeah. Oh God. And we were talking about what like songs were you gonna play? I mean, I think I opened up with Brown Eyed Girl. If you're too loud playing Brown Eyed Girl, you're too old. You're too old. If you can't listen to Brown Eyed Girl at a moderate volume, maybe, maybe the band was the wrong choice. Mm. You know? But no, shouts out to them, shouts out to Mike who booked us. But we were talking about how like it was like kind of like and and Joe said, yeah, it was kind of like this real foggy vibe. Foggy. Foggy. And I was like, stop, 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 stop. What'd you just say? <laughs> Foggy? And he was like... Hold on, hold on, hold on. And he was like, yeah, Foggy. It's kind of like, like, just like old people type of like vibe, like boomer vibes, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, is that the chuggy for boomers? Foggy? I think Foggy's been around for a while. It has. It's not a Gen Z word. Mm-mm. Chuggy is a Gen Z word, kind yeah, of. Foggy could be appropriated by Gen Z. I don't think anyone's claiming it right now. Yeah, I don't know if it's been appropriated, Um, but I really like it, A, because it's kind of in line with Chuggy. It's kind of the same like s- s- vibe to it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the same sounds, pretty much. And um, I'm really glad he said that, you know? And I like that word. 
I like it. And now it's like a nice thing I can say. Because, again, it's always a pleasant experience as you navigate through life to see something and not quite know how to describe it. You know, it's like, it does amaze me to this day how many emotions were felt that had to be valid enough for somebody to make a word for it. Like, um, Joe Rogan, I was listening to him last night, and he said the word reconcile. And he was like, you can't even reconcile with this fact. And, like, I didn't even bother looking up the definition. I think I already know the definition. I know how to use it, but I, if I'm going to try to define it right now and I'm going to fail. Mm-hmm. But I'm assuming it's something like to, like, accept as a truth, maybe. Is that kind yeah. of it? Mm-hmm. And um, it just sometimes it amazes me how many words there are to apply to all these different very, in the grand scheme of things, minute realities or feelings or emotions or something like that because like if you think about it probably the original words are just like sad happy whatever and then it just gets more and more acute to the point where you're describing very specific things and then when you have something wide open like when you go into like an american legion and there's just this vibe of like not in a bad way but just like old people oh yeah it's a foggy vibe it's foggy and now instead of just having to describe i don't know there's a jukebox in the corner that hasn't been updated since the wood paneling yeah early 2000s there's like you know the bartender is like you know that and then the guys at the bar like this and there's like a pool table and like a shuffleboard thing and it's like uh, and like it's always bright in there it's not like dim it's like bright and like white tiles and like not at all constructed to look like a cool bar at all it's very yeah. much got like a mess hall vibe and like your, sure. your server and cook isn't even like a guy that works there it's just like whoever volunteered to like fry the chicken tenders that day mm-hmm. that's foggy that's i don't have foggy. to say any of that shit now i could just say two syllables and encapsulate everything i just described it's foggy it's foggy dude so i'm glad that happened I feel like your ultimate goal is to just be like whatever an East Coast surfer is. My ultimate goal? Yeah. I think so too. I think so too. Uh East Coast surfer is definitely uh as we learned a thing and um I like we talk about Ocean City, that is definitely a thing. I didn't realize it was a thing, but I guess yeah, foggy Chugi stuff like that, Shuby, Shuby. That's the word that should come back. That's to. chill. I like That's Shuby. Chill. Shuby's cool. I still, as an adult, whenever I'm like wearing flip flops with socks, I'm like, dude, I can't do this. I look like a Shuby. I think wearing um, flip flops at all, you run the risk of being a Shuby, mm-hmm. unless you're in Ocean City. Yeah, you know, but uh, you know. At a certain point, you just embrace the fact that, like, dude, I, you can't be from everywhere. I mean, you live by the flop and die by the flop. Have you ever been kicked out of a place for wearing flops? Uh, no, surprisingly, because I just finally bothered and got around to reading the performance requirements at the Atlas restaurants that I play at constantly. And apparently one of their main rules is performers are not allowed to wear flip-flops. 
and I have broken that countless times and didn't even know I was breaking a rule. That's so crazy. You know, so I guess there's plenty of times I should have been kicked out, but hasn't happened. Has not happened. Yeah. It's kind of sick. It's kind of sick, dude. As long as you can pull out the flops, you're good. Hell yeah. Well, like I'm saying, dude, it's like you get to a point where it's like, you know, when I see people that are from out of town, which obviously like playing down in Fells Point, it's one of the places that people are going to go if they're visiting Baltimore. So there's like a big local thing. There's a big like transplant thing from people who like moved out from moved in from like surrounding areas. And then there's also that big tourist aspect. Oh, we're in town for business, blah, 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 blah. And like you can just tell when people are doing like the touristy things or like being touristy about it. Like apparently the horse is haunted. I didn't know that. Only a tourist would know that. Mm. You know, I didn't know the horse was haunted. I think it's cool. And I think they should play into that myth because that was written in an article in the 70s. They were saying like, oh, yeah, the bartenders leave out a shot of whiskey for him at the end of the night. The ghost of Edgar Allan Poe, Edgar. And I was like, dude, that's a good tradition. And oh, I don't yeah. think they do that anymore, but I'm going to bring it up to management. I'm going to say, you guys should waste whiskey for a, for a fake ghost yeah. as a tradition. Hey, just tell them to take it out of your bottle. Yeah, take it out of my bottle, which they discontinued. They discontinued... <laughs> oh, they don't make the Jimmy Selesky anymore? They don't. No, they, they still Evan, make the Jimmy... <laughs> Evan Williams doesn't make that? <laughs> they, don't, they don't do the fucking um, whiskey club anymore, dude. Mm. So I can't have a bottle there anymore. They're no longer a Jack Daniels bar, apparently. They used to be like the number one. They the, one of their claims to fame, besides being the oldest bar, uh, in on the East Coast, in America, uh, which is a true claim. The, uh, the no, the longest continuously running bar. Mm. So there has been no point in history since 1760 something or 1775 or something like that. It was before the Revolutionary War that that building was opened as a bar and continuously for the past 200 and something years, almost almost 250 years, it's been a bar. It's never been closed. It's, I mean, it's been called different things over the course of time, which I think would be interesting to know what it was called back when Poe was drinking there and shit. But, um, so that's one of their claims of fame. I just tell people it's the oldest bar in the world and they seem to believe me. Um, (laughs) just easier. It's easier to describe it that way. It's the oldest bar in the world fucking jesus drank here and um what the fuck oh they they had they used to be a jack daniels bar their other claim to fame was that they said that more jack daniels was drank at this bar and is drank at this bar than any other place in the world mm-hmm. which is true was true but then after covid they reopened they're no longer that they used to have jack daniels bottles like all over the walls and shit and everybody had their own bottle and I, bef- I'm not, okay, before COVID, I had an easy three quarters of a bottle left. What happened to that bottle? Where is it? Every Where's time I go there, bottle? every time I go there, I ask the bartender, Mark, who's now a manager, I'm like, hey, can I, um, you guys still got my bottle? They're like, yeah, it's upstairs in storage. I'm like, when am I allowed to finish that? He's like, ah, dude, I'm not going out to fucking storage. <laughs> I'm like, okay, dude, like. So now I'm paying, like, you know, I don't, and they still give me discounts and shit like that, but it's like a Jack and Diet regular is like 10 bucks. Yeah. It's like, dude, I got a three, I got an easy 15 drinks left. 15 free drinks that I paid for. Yeah. I'm never getting it. They're I don't paid care. for. Whatever. I paid the for it. The whiskey's already. probably bad by now. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm sure it is. <laughs> no, I'm it's sure, not. I'm, I'm sure kidding. that, yeah. <laughs> no, let's just go with that. The whiskey's bad. 
that non-expirable substance, it's bad now. You can't drink it. But um, yeah, I think they should play into that haunted thing a little bit more, dude. But like, anyway, I'm going with that. Doesn't matter. You see people that are Taurus, and you kind of have this look at them like they don't know what's good around here, dude. Like, blah blah blah. blah. They're from out of town. Like, blah blah. blah. But then you realize, wait, that's how everyone looks at me any other place I go. Yeah. And so in the vast majority, the overwhelming majority of the planet thinks you're a fucking shooby. That's why you can't prove them right. You can never walk out looking like a shooby. But sometimes you look like a shooby and don't even know it. Like yeah, when I most of the time for that's me. That's most of the time. Yeah. Dude, I was in basically this outfit, except instead of a camo shirt, I was wearing a white t-shirt. Hiking the fucking mountain hike trail in Los Angeles with Mahetti. And I'm wearing this outfit. And these kids bike down, these high school kids go down, and they look at me, and I'm high as fuck on an edible, way too high. Wish I didn't take it. So I'm already like on edge, thinking I'm gonna fall off the fucking mountain. Mm-hmm. And these guys bike down up wrong clothes brother and just kept biking <laughs> and i was like so high i couldn't say anything i was just like oh thanks man and then i thought about it. i was like dude i was a fucking shooby yeah. so much of a shooby that someone cold? huh was it cold up there no dude it was like hot as fuck oh, okay you need like shorts or something sweating my balls off i should have been wearing like boots mm. or at least like running shoes and like gym shorts or like some type of shorts and like a shitty shirt which i already had covered the shitty shirt department but like i was a fucking shooby i was immediately standing out and like i wasn't trying to be a shooby i was just dressing like i would normally dress if i was going out somewhere downtown or something Mm -hmm. you know turns out you go to a different place now you're a fucking shooby guess what that outfit that you wear every day where you're from anywhere else on the planet you're a fucking shooby (laughs) and also people a lot of people think that you're kind of a shooby for wearing white white t-shirt where you live so it's like that's kind of where you got to get over the whole thing. Like, oh man, I'm going to go out to the beach in Ocean City and like all the locals are going to think I'm a shooby. It's like, well, fuck You kind of are, bro. I kind of am. And like, you know what? When people from other cities come to visit you, now you, they get to be the shooby. Yeah. It's We're okay all shoobies. It's is okay my point. to be a shooby. I'll never be one, though. Oh, you already are, dude. You wish. You're shoobing it. You're yeah, shooting. I got shoes on. If that's what you mean. <laughs> you have cool shoes on, dude. That's cool. They're pretty warm. I like them. Those shoes are in style. The, the shoes with the kicked out heel, I've been mm-hmm. noticing, that's a thing now. Like, it's like the back of your shoe is like a fucking like rudder or something. Like, you yeah. have like a keel on your shoe. You got a sail back Yeah. There. That's a thing now. That's a thing. But, uh, yeah. That's yeah. Fucking, uh, I've. I don't think I talked about it yet, but fucking after I got back from Nashville, day of the flight back, get back, boom, 4 p.m. My aunt and cousins are in town, so I meet up with them around 6, 7, zip down to Zen West where the uh, roast war was (sighs) happening. Yes. Yes. It was... uh, a lot of promo, calling it the roast war. Before the show started, there was a nice little, you know, quote from mm-hmm. a, a fellow of war. Oh, and he said, uh, you know, all things in war 
or whatever the fuck it said. Great um, quote. Great quote. And then the show started, and they just called it a roast battle the whole time. Great, great, <laughs> great. Yeah, it's tough to. It's like, hard to you know you don't want to confuse people. Yeah, and roast battle just it just rolls off the tongue. It's already it been done. Better. It's, makes people more sense. People know what to expect. Yeah, roast war. They're like, what? It's getting violent. What's going on here? Yeah, roast was, battle. Rap was, battle. Why is everyone in armor? It's a rap war. That's when Tupac and Biggie happen. Rap battle. That's just two guys fucking insulting each other. Scrapping. Yeah. So it's a little bit different. So I, I see why they did that. But work work me through the uh, the progression. Work me through the bracket. So how many okay. rounds was it? So it was three rounds. Each round, each person had a minute on their timer. So eight people total? Um, there were probably like 10 people total. Okay. Maybe 12 people total, including mm-hmm. like the final match. Got you. Um. Because each of the rounds were, you know, short, and mm-hmm. uh, it was best of, of th- uh, three, I guess. So if you won your first two battles, then you so it's round automatically robin. win. It's round robin. You're you're going against a, a group of people, like you versus this guy, and then you versus this guy, and then you versus this guy, and then if you win two out of those three, you go to the next round? No. So you're going against the same person all three rounds. Oh, got it. Okay. okay. And then there's just like, you know, six different matches. Cool. Um, so how it worked, it was kind of a cool setup, I have to admit. Who ran um, it? So this out-of-town guy who said he, I think, was originally from Baltimore, but very nice guy, Brad, let me see his last name, Brad Riggler. Cool. The nice Riggler. Nice guy, um, loves to send videos, um... Which were helpful because the show was confusing if you didn't know what the fuck was going on. Love to send like, videos. Did he like send like an instructional video? Yeah, yeah. Dope. Um, but he like built this giant cage that he <laughs> oh, brought yes. into Zen West and had on the stage, and then he had like this like monitor set up, and then these two buttons on stage, and then like countdown timers for each comic. So it would like reset, and each person would have like you know sixty seconds on the clock. And someone would go first, so like one of the buzzers would press, and then the opposite person would start talking, and their timer would start going down. So basically, like the game, as I was watching it, I think I went up like fourth. Mm -hmm. I kind of like figured out like, all right, what you want to do is like get your shit in quick, and then buzzer, so then you stop your time loss, and then kind of force them into. You kind of like kind of eat their clock down by just making them sit through your laughs bingo okay so did you so your first round uh you obviously knew the person you were going against ahead yeah, of time up um against morgan julian that was first nice round fella. or finals um no that was just my only match oh okay cool cool so cool, cool. i went up against him first round i i drew the short straw so i had to go first but I was kind of thinking about it before I went up on stage. Like, if I do have to go first, I should just, like, tilt him immediately mm-hmm. and just, like, completely throw it out of, like, left field. So I just instantly said, uh, Morgan is fat <laughs> and slammed my buzzer. <laughs> and I had, like, 58 seconds left on my clock. And then he just kind of, like, I kind of, like, stunned him, I think. Because I don't think he was expecting me to, like, be done that quick. So he was probably still, like, prepping in his head or trying to figure out what he was going to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
I think that kind of like got him off kilter for the first round. And then he kind of like came back at me a little bit. It was back and forth. Um, and then we, I ran out early because I had some like pretty wordy, dumb jokes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, those are the only things I wrote. And I wrote all my shit like when I got there. Yeah. Um, and won the first round. Got into the second round. How do they determine who wins? Is it applause? There's two judges, and then if there's like a tiebreaker, the host would kind of vote. Mm. So, and then it's it also worked. Uh, <coughs> there are three rounds. <coughs> so, like first, if you win first two rounds, you win automatically. But if it gets to the third round, then that's audience vote. Bingo. Okay. Um, so I won the first round, gets to the second round. At this point, I don't I think he's like run out of shit. So he just starts like making fun of me for having a girlfriend. <laughs> wow. Then when it was my turn, I was like, that's kind of like a weird thing to make fun of me for. <laughs> and then I also had like a joke written that you'd preserved. I well, I had a joke where I was like, you know, I've never seen him really dating anyone, which like either means like which might you know whatever mean he's gay and then i like went into like a long lengthy being like you know it's nothing wrong with that and i just like milked that for like 30 seconds (laughs) i like ate a bunch of my fucking time great just to then at the end be like or he's a pedophile and then slam the buzzer and then he was just like what the fuck you call me a pedophile and then like that kind of like killed like 10 seconds for him (coughs) he fucking strategized he was stunned a little more he was kind of like think he was a little sauced so i don't think that Mm. helped Mm. but yeah i just fucking i played the buzzer game dude i was treating it like i was playing a video game at that point so just trying to like min max my time on the the clock but get as much shit in as i could and then like make him eat my laughter segments and shit the only thing i'm lost on thus far is there's 10 people in the in the competition Mm mm-hmm how does it? How does one person win by only going against one other person each? So there's like, I, I guess it's like set up like a fucking fight night, you know, mm-hmm. like UFC fighters. They're not fighting every round. Okay, they're, like, they're not fighting every matchup. Gotcha. So like, each comic had a match mm-hmm. where they went up against one person, and it could go as long as three rounds. Okay, okay. <laughs> and then the finale was like the title card of Matt Brown versus some guy who came down from uh, Pittsburgh or something. And how'd that go? Uh, Matt smoked him, dude. Fuck yes, dude. Yeah, Matt smoked the shit out of him, dude. So LFTS Network is, is 2-0 and at this competition so far. Anybody else that, uh, any other colleagues that record here involved in this competition? Uh, No. Garrett, I think, might have been there, but he wasn't on it. And I wanted uh, to go to that, by the way. Wait, Matt Pennington might have been on it. Mm-hmm. I forget really. And then, so what did what did yeah, no one else. what were like? So Sig you, was there though. I saw Sig. Oh fuck yeah! He was in the audience. He made donuts. They were fucking delicious. Yeah, he loves making stuff. He always brings stuff by for the podcast. Some on top of Puerto Rican treat, or sometimes just a regular treat. He made some of the best donut I've ever had. It's fucking yeah. He's dope. But so. You came at him for being fat 
which you, you got to, it's unfortunate, but you got to, it's a roast battle, dude. You got to go in. You came at him for being. It was being, also like, it was also just kind of like the quick sucker punch and then slam into him boom. now, kind of like, yeah. now you have to go real quick. Yeah. And then what was his material against you? What did he, what did he ride on you the, the hardest for? Glasses? No. You not call you really. four eyes? I think like he tried to, he kept trying to like do re- responses to some of my jokes and they're just kind of like, they're just a little weak. Yeah, that's that's the, um, you know, if you get the right Because like you're trying to do like almost like crowd work against another comedian. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then also like if you can't come up with something quick enough also, then the time runs out. So like, yeah. If he, you, had, he had like a couple good jokes, if I remember, but I'm, I'm, you know, drawing a blank right now. I'm very happy you won that, dude. I'm very stoked. Easy, easy. Your boy. I'm, I'm two and zero oh for roast battles, dude. Well, actually, no. I'm who is your previous four victim? and zero oh for roast battles? Because I did another roast thing, but it was kind of like a tournament thing, like you thought this was. Mm-hmm. So that was like. A kind of bracket system. So I went up against, uh, I think Bunny Themelis. I went up against James Finn. Mm. And then I went up against, it might have been Garrett as the finale. Is that some place in like Columbia, I think? I think, yeah, that sounds like something Garrett would be at. He does a lot of stuff in Columbia, I feel like. But, um, I feel like the roast battle is definitely one of your, uh, like, that's a place that you can really shine. Um, I. <laughs> yeah, I'm just a naturally mean person. So <laughs> well, I, works I always forget about this every now and then. Again, it's like, like I was talking about before when we went on that trip uh, at Ocean City this past year with all of our old friends, like friend group. And like you realize everybody's dynamic in the group all of a sudden, like, because we all kind of like spread out and kind of like like have like our mini thing within the group and then once we're all in the same room together it's like oh shit i remember like i was this guy and eric was that guy and scott was that guy and my head he was this guy and it's like it's just funny to see how we all fall back into those roles again mm-hmm. i always forget that you were like a really good like uh like you were like one of the premier people that would like make fun of us for shit like that dude <laughs> i used to call you eric the hater glazer dude. Hell yeah you remember that probably and like that was like one of the nick i i was like dude i did used to call eric the hater glazer dude and then i was like that adds up now because now you're in a situation where now you can professionally (laughs) professional hater dude yeah just fucking riding on people dude that's (laughs) sick dude i'm glad to hear that dude yeah it worked out well sounds like this week we're just taking home a bunch of w's dude it's it's about fucking time dude all we do is win all we do is win sorry all we do is win as of uh this past week. Yeah. So uh uh anything else going on with you or No, that was my rare show that I'll be doing. Actually, I'm doing a show in Richmond in December, I think, but I'll have to That's figure big. out more details about that. That's big. I'm fucking traveling now, dude. Um let's see. As I mentioned before, obviously the big update as of today. Mm-hmm. Again, Friday, January twenty eighth, twenty. 22 i'm flipping my calendar as if it goes to next year it doesn't uh 7 30 to 10 30 uh show at the wrecker in towson 
It's back, baby, and we're back. Headliners Thunder Club, uh, outside smoke on the bill, as well as your boy, sophomore, on the Boom. bill. Very stoked about that. That'll be, again, our first ticketed show at a actual venue that isn't a bar or at least just a bar, which is awesome. Other than that, more stuff you're used to, more my pace. Uh, this Saturday, if you're listening, that'll be tomorrow, Saturday, November 13th. I will be at the point in Towson from 9 to 1 a.m. That's going to be fun, dude. Um, John couldn't make it. He's going to go. He's going away to New York this weekend. Uh, so we got Danimal, Dan the Animal Morgan, a legend around these parts, particularly downtown and Fells Point and stuff like that. He plays the fucking bongos. He goes fucking crazy. He's awesome. Everybody knows him. Everybody loves him. He's so fly. So that's going to be me, Joe, and Danimal at the point in Towson, Saturday, November 13th. Other than that, catch me every Tuesday at Perennial in Towson for happy hour 5 to 8.30 every Tuesday. And every Wednesday night at The Horse, you came in on down in Fells Point from 9.30 to close which could be whenever. Last night they closed at 11.30. Mm. Sometimes they stay open until 1.30. It all depends on who's in there. Uh, if we don't like you, we're closing. If we like you, <laughs> we're staying open. So you kind of determine how long I play and how long they stay open. So 9.30 to close every Is, Wednesday. Uh, did Perennial move inside or you got a heater out there? Um, or do they just close the door, I guess? I think I whined so much last time. Not whined, professionally whined. Like I yeah. sent them a text after I was freezing. I was like, are we going to do something about this? Because it's not going to work in the winter. Like we mm. got to have a game plan here. Yeah. And so I have not played there since that. Um, so this Tuesday will be the first time I play there. So I don't even know what the situation is going to be. I just know it's going to be inside or I think it's going to be inside. Better yet, I hope it's going to be inside. Let's just say that. And um, yeah, other than that, Mobtown Brewing hit me up randomly out of nowhere. Uh, asked if I wanted to play some gigs there. So that was cool. That's down on Brewers Hill, where oh, you would yeah. expect a brewery to be. Uh, never been there. Never played there, obviously. Um, so I'll be playing there for the first time next Saturday, November 20th from 5 to 9. Hopefully we can make that a regular thing. Would love to get a gig at a brewery, dude. Brewers that's, Hill is cool. Yeah. It's kind of like on the skirt of like... Canton, I think. Right? Yeah, it's pretty much Canton. It's kind of like how Locker Raven is Towson, but yeah. it's also Locker Raven. It's like that's Brewer's Hill. It's Canton, so come out. Um, yeah, at Jimmy Selesky on everything, at Eric Glazer on everything. Yeah, yeah. Follow the band at Sophomore MD again. New single coming out this month, Friday after Thanksgiving, the twenty sixth, called the News. Look out for the photo shoots that Eric took. Follow I'm excited. Damn podcast. Yeah, at of course. LFTS podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm -hmm. check us out on YouTube, baby. Hop on the train. Hate us. Hate us. <laughs> Hate us. Till next week, folks. Peace. Peace.